Wake up, Mr. West. NC State got another big-time 2024 commitment. We're going to break it down on Monday's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. Happy Monday to all. Another week closer to kickoff. And Kenton, we had a very exciting addition to this 2024 recruiting class. The heater rolls on as Dave Dorn and co. have a lot of momentum in this 2024 class. We're going to be discussing the momentum they've built and possibly where that class could be heading later on the show. But getting right into things here, we are discussing the commitment of 2024 offensive lineman slash offensive tackle in Tyler West. He's a three-star offensive lineman. Uh, I believe he's from Andrews, North Carolina. Humongous Mm -hmm. frame here. Six foot five, 270 pounds. I believe he visited NC State back in June and ultimately just stuck in his head as the recruiting process uh, continued to roll on. We were able to get him uh, to commit here, but he chose NC State over other schools like Duke, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Georgia Tech as well. A lot of ACC schools in contention here. So big pickup for NC State, another addition to this 2024 class, and another big body uh, reeled in by Coach 2J for the offensive line. This kid has got arms that go on for forever. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he could scratch his knees standing up. This go, is, go gadget, extendo arms. This man, I mean, it, I'll tell you this much. When you look for a tackle, uh, when you say things that you look for in a modern tackle, especially in a system that is generally going to be very pass heavy, you're looking for a guy that can beat ends to the punch. What does that mean, right? The ability to physically, when you can stab at a defensive end or any rusher really, and you get up in their chest, you disrupt their timing of their rush. Everybody has a timing at which we want to work our moves as defensive linemen. You say like, all right, I'm going to take two steps up here, and if he does this, I'll do this, and if he does this, I'll do this, yada, 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 so on and so forth. I say all that to say a guy like him, if he can add some some weight on that frame, which I'm sure he will, right? Big It came in at 6'4", 288. We see what he left at. If When he adds on weight and strength to that frame, and he irons out some technical things, which he's a high schooler. All high schoolers got to iron out technical stuff. If you hear, oh, this high schooler has perfect mechanics, that means perfect mechanics for a high schooler. Okay? That's that's what that means. So if he irons out those things, puts on some weight, he could be something special here, man. I mean, again, like I said, he has those types of arms that when he reaches out to stab you, you're done. 
you he's he's punched you. I should say punch. Maybe that's a better vernacular for our fans that don't quite understand that. But when you do like a jab like type of punch, um, it's a it's a thing that especially at left tackle, uh, when you're coming with that outside arm to kind of keep defenders at bay and throw off their timing, he has the ability to do that um at a high clip, and he's done so well so far in his career, which is why he has some of the offers that he held up to this point. Yeah, one of my favorite things when we get these big-time commitments is thinking about what their like, what their frame – this is before they see Coach Thunder. Like, these these guys are coming in six foot four, close to 300 pounds, pre-Thunder. You get them in the weight room with Coach Thunder, you could be looking at 6'4", 6'5", 3'10", 315, just yeah. massive houses of humans on this offensive line. And even on the defensive line, we got some big guys – coming into uh, this 2024 class on that side of the ball as well. But, you know, some of the things I was kind of reading through, I believe it was on Pack Pride about uh, Tyler West's commitment here is he spoke about the kind of coach and the kind of guy that Coach 2J is. And something that we've noticed in sharing some clips and talking about him, the energy he's bringing to this program is undeniable. And it's sure. starting to spread like wildfire, it seems like, in this 2024 recruiting class. And I mean, you could even say the same about Coach and I, the, the talent that's already flocking to get here in Raleigh because of these additions, it can't go understated. But Tyler was mentioning, yeah, the relationship he's built with Coach 2J was just an ultimate deciding factor. Uh, he even talked about Coach Dorn. He had a, a great, I believe it was like an exit interview uh, with Coach Dorn during his visit here. And he just, he couldn't stop thinking about NC State. You know, this had to be the place to be for him. So Another big-time commitment here for this 2024 class. It's continuing to pick up speed. You know, a couple of guys we mentioned uh, on Friday, I told you to look out for Jamar Boston. I'm still pretty confident, or at least a lot of people are confident, that that commitment is going to be coming seemingly virtually any day now. Um, but another one that I was brought, my attention was brought to uh, was a potential flip uh, from UVA, actually. And this is another wide receiver. His name is Christian Zachary. Six foot three from St. Matthews, South Carolina. Again, currently committed to UVA, but there's been some intel, some rumors swirling around that he is maybe likely to commit to NC State. I understand that he will be visiting here uh, September 9th, which is the Notre Dame game here. I'm going to say this as respectfully as I can. If you have a guy that's already rumored to be a flip candidate and you're bringing him to one of the, the, the biggest home games of the season, Feels like a wrap. Um, uh, I'll I'll be a little less respectful. Um, <laughs> now, Grayson, you attended ACC media days for day three. I did. And was UVA one of the teams that was up that day? They were I not. Be- okay. You weren't. You didn't have the pleasure of uh, hearing the inspiring leader that is Tony Elliott. Um, you know how they say, like, "Oh yeah, that coach makes me want to run through a brick wall." I wouldn't run through a wall of marshmallows for Tony Elliott, with all due respect. Um, I get it. There's like a cool and calm thing going on there. But like, if we can't snatch a player up off of UVA, what are we really doing here? What are we, what does our program come to with all due respect? So certainly uh, there, there's a lot of reason to believe our chances are, are good there. Uh, of course, that won't take place for another month or so, but it is, couple more names to be keeping track of in Jamar Boston and Christian Zachary. Um, I know there's a couple more linebacking targets 
that are also going to visit later on in the fall. We'll discuss those at probably a later date. But in just a second, I want to talk about the momentum that has been built here for this 2024 class and why, after a couple more commitments here, they could be a top three recruiting class in Dave Dorn's tenure here at NC State. But first, a word from our sponsors today, and that is LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs Number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. And so discussing this recruiting classes, before we jumped on here, I just did a, a brief sweep to get all the numbers straight. Pulled this recruiting, uh, I guess, board as it currently stands after the commitment of Tyler West. For those who care about this sort of thing, we now sit at 38th nationally for the 2024 recruiting class. That currently sits at fifth for Dave Doran here at NC State, fifth during his tenure here. Of course, the other four were 2018, where he was 26th, 2019, 28th, 2015, there was 31st, and 2014 was 34th. So with these names that we believe will be choosing NC State here, Ken, how far upward do you think this recruiting class can still go? With maybe a couple more receivers, possibly another linebacker, do you think they could break 30 and get into the high 20s? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't – here's the thing. <clears throat> Anytime we're talking about recruiting classes, until you get up into about December, January, it's never really over because that's when that's when you're coming up on the signing, first signing period, I believe. Um, things have changed since I was in high school, but I believe that that's the new first signing period or whatever. Until you get through there, things can change. Players flip all the time based on success or lack thereof. Or not even – let me not say based on success – there are a plethora of reasons why players flip from team to team and all that good stuff. And there are many different things that could happen uh, to propel us forward, to get us some more, you know, big time recruits and all that. And like we've talked about before, every recruiting class, really it's not fair to just say the recruiting class is just the recruits um, is just the recruits in terms of out of high school. You could get a great recruiting class in terms of guys out of high school and Nab a bunch of guys that are ready to play, start, be produced, be productive, and all that right away out of the portal as well. So I think that it's – I could very easily see us jumping up into a, a higher space here. But I 
I am much more on the side of what's best for the team. And don't get me wrong, that 2018 class will go down in history as one of the better ones in NC State, one of the ones that, and I don't say this lightly, I think that they saved Doran's job in some ways in terms of, you know, things were looking shaky there for a second when they were young, but as they grew up and developed, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, we're consistently now an 8-9 win team. So, I mean, I could see this jumping up. I could see it dropping. Whatever is best for the team is really what what I want to see here more than anything else. Yeah, it's it's certainly no coincidence that the 2018 class came in and provided the most success we've had here at NC State in a long time. You know, we we talk about that that floor being raised to yeah now eight nine wins is not just a great season, but it's expected. That's yeah basically the minimum now because anything less than that's like. Well, geez, what in the world happened this season? So, yeah, it, 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 there's no surprise that the 2018 was the highest ranked and has turned into the most success. But this is the sort the sort of thing that gets you salivating over this potential 2024 class as they continue to climb higher. The the NIL efforts in NC State they are climbing higher, where you're seeing maybe we have a a, a further reach than we have in recent seasons. You get the then you then you throw in the actual football the talent development here that our coaching staff does an excellent job of of course thunder in the weight room the all the new upgrades to the stadium the scoreboard yeah. the lights the everything all involved nc state could be very quickly becoming a premier place to play college football not just in the state of north carolina not just in the acc but in the country and i believe that with these new coordinators and these higher recruiting guys starting to look at us with a maybe a, a, a closer microscope, you could see NC State make another leap here in these next couple of years. Of course, there's a lot of excitement surrounding, I guess you could call them like players of the future in MJ Morris and Michael mm-hmm. Allen, the, the young receiving core that's now being brought in. The, the young DBs we talked about is potentially the best DB class coming in in 2023, 2024. There's, there's a lot of momentum here to be had at NC State football these next couple of years. And so these recruiting rankings, yeah, I mean, we talk about at the end of the day, it, it, it only matters what happens on the field. These numbers are just kind of numbers. However, they can give you a pretty good idea of what's to come here in these next couple of years. So certainly some uh, some numbers to be watching out for, some names to be looking out for, and a lot of momentum still being built this 2024 class. But when you stack those best on top of each other, that is where success is truly ushered in. Of course. You stack, we talked about best defensive back class that we've seen. Well, when you stack that behind, um, you know, this year being potentially one of the best receiver classes oh, that yeah. we've seen. And and you you put that on top of, well, hey, we could get more receiver recruits or we could potentially flip a receiver recruit. I'm not going to name any names. I've heard, you know, looking a little shaky. But anyway, um, you're, you're, you look at a situation where, now you've got iron sharpening iron in the best DB class we've seen in some time against the best receiver class we've seen in some time, day in, day out in practice. And now you get to the trenches. Now that is where you truly, that is where you truly make the difference. When you start winning those battles and you're saying this is the best offensive line class we ever brought in. When you start saying this is the best defensive line class we ever brought in, that is where you truly start to see things turn around because I don't care what you say or how you say it, a great group of big boys will make everybody look good. You think I'm lying? I'll give you two words that tell you I'm not. 
Will Levis. He played behind an offensive line known as the what, Grayson? The Swiss big, team. the big blue wall. No, no, no. They, Grayson, they Kentucky is known for their offensive line, and they they call it the big blue wall. And the big blue wall made him look like, oh my God, that's an NFL quarterback. We'll see about that. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I don't know if you've seen this or not. I don't know if you've heard or not. He is struggling mightily. But very seriously, on, on a, a, a more serious note, the Great Wall of Dallas. Like, look right. at look at what happens when you put really, really good offensive line and defensive lines in front of, in front of or on top of, hey, this is the best DB class we've ever seen. Hey, this is one of the better wide receiver classes we've ever seen. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you look up and you say, wait a minute now. We had the best of this class in 2023. We had the best of this class in 2022. We had uh, – and now you got overlap because oh, yeah. yes, these guys are going to time out of the system, but these you you see them play together, you see them develop together in real time. And what makes the best athletes, yes, there are certain skills and all that, but there are certain things that are universal. Guys who love to study the game. That makes you good. Guys who know how to rise to the moment, guys who truly have it in them. They just when that moment of truth hits, the, the lights don't get too bright for them. The lights are set just perfect for them to make the play. This, this is what I'm talking about in terms of stack the classes on top of each other. Best corner class, best robbers who keep stacking up all these best in NC State history. And all of a sudden, we'll be making history at NC State. Yeah, it will be no surprise when you're bringing in all these classes that are the best of anything. That's going to accumulate to a whole lot of W's. The best season maybe we've had in NC State history. That's what you start looking at when you do have this overlap, the consistency in the recruiting classes is something I think we've not necessarily struggled with, but you'd like to see more of. And so I think potentially you could see this beginning with this class of 2024 because we already have a good bit of momentum for 2025. We have Will Wilson, the 2025 quarterback commit, and then we just got the big-time tight end commit and Gus Ritchie this past week. So 2025 is off and running. We could be looking at 2026 further on down the road, but the consistency in these top recruiting classes, the best, if you will, it's going to pay off very nicely, very nicely. And you'll, you'll be able to see the results tangibly. So stick with us after a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right. Kenton, did you have something before we went off there? Oh no 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 no! I was just saying absolutely. I'm excited about the uh, the the big time quarterback and all that, and that overlaps with the time of which MJ is going to be. You know, he's probably going to be looking to get on out of here if he has the type of production that we expect him to. He'll be looking to go get paid big time. And I ain't talking about NIL. I'm talking NFL. And so, That's right. You know, when when that time comes and we got more guys coming in that are uh, ready to do ready to do the thing and and ready to be great and flourish in the Nas offense, it'll be a great thing to see. No doubt. So today's episode is just going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but that is because we have some bonus content releasing at 3 p.m. Kent and I are both on this. It is Locked On's Ultimate College Football Preview. This one is for the ACC. You can find this on our channel. Of course, I'll be tweeting this out as well, but you will find this on our YouTube channel and then also wherever you download the podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, so on and so forth. But this was an interesting panel. We brought on all the the ACC teams, their hosts uh, on Locked On. So, for example, Candace Cooper, who Kenton is on Locked On ACC with, she hosted the whole thing. 
So I'm on there discussing NC State. Ken's on there discussing NC State and other ACC schools as well. We had Clemson. We had, I can't remember if Notre Dame is on there, but Louisville, Boston <laughs> College, all the ACC schools were on there. So be sure to check that out. It's everything you need to know coming into kickoff here, coming up in a little over a week now. I can't believe it's already this close. But definitely check that out. Kent and I were talking about the possibility of NC State as a potential dark horse this year. So you might want to tune into that and give us your thoughts there. But be sure to check that out. Again, that releases at 3 p.m. You can comment on that just like you would all of our other videos. So make sure you dive in there. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to read them all. And you again, you might be featured Fan Fridays. Be sure to get those comments in. We'll read them, we'll respond, and you could be featured on one of these episodes. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, I'm excited to see the preview because there was a lot of coordination, a lot of effort went into this thing and, and getting everybody in the same on the same page and all that good stuff. So shout out to Zach and Candace and, and all the crew um, that made that happen. But it was an exciting show. It was an exciting show. We we tell you what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it can't, right? We represented NC State well on that thing. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what y'all got to say about it. As always. Well, thank you all so very much for tuning in with us. Again, happy Monday. Another day closer to kickoff next week. Be sure to mash that like button, drop some comments. As always, hit that subscribe button as well. Thank you so much. Go Pack. Go Pack.